we know you can't get enough of your favorite flavors. Luckily, Kroger Free Pickup makes it easy to grab what you need without any surprise fees. Whether it's extra buns for the barbecue or those chips you just can't quit, start your cart with the Kroger app. Kroger, fresh for everyone. $35 order minimum restrictions may apply, subject to availability. Get more ways to save at the buy five or more, save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right, one month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. The Exxon Radio Show is heard on radio broadcast affiliates worldwide, including AM 580 CFRA in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. WPUL AM 1590 in Daytona Beach, Florida. KOHI AM 1610 in St. Helens, Oregon. KHRO AM 1150 in El Paso, Texas. And for more information on becoming a professional broadcast affiliate of the Exxon Radio Show, visit www.xzbn.net or call toll-free worldwide 1-800-610-7035. The X-Zone radio and TV show is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the X-Zone radio and TV show or in any manner endorsed by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, Talkstar Radio Network, its affiliated stations, or employees. All hit radio. Welcome to the X Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Back to the Exxon, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell, coming to you from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, on the Talkstar Radio Network, Exxon Broadcast Network, UK High Definition Radio, Euro High Definition Radio, Star Cable, Ustream, and XZoneTV.com. Worldwide toll-free, 1-800-610-7035. My email address is xzone at xzoneradiotv.com. On MSN Messenger, Exxon Radio TV at Hotmail.com. 
and our websites, www.xzoneradiotv.com and www.xzonetv.com. My guest this hour is Amelia Armstrong. We're going to be talking to Amelia, who is the author of Spirit Twins. We're going to be talking to her about reincarnation. Now, reincarnation has been talked about for years. It's been, a, it's been acknowledged in different philosophies. That's one side of the camp. The other side of the camp are the non-believers who think that it is strictly subjective, something that the person who has undergone hypnosis has heard, and it has nothing to do with reality. Joining me now from New York State is Amelia Armstrong. Amelia, welcome to the X-Zone. Hi, how are you? I'm doing great, thank you very much, Amelia. Now tell me, when did you first become interested in reincarnation? Huh, when did I first become interested? When did it first dawn on me? Okay, um, shortly after, I've always, I've been psychic to a certain level, Mm -hmm. um, but in 2008, just not not very long ago, uh, shortly after uh, New York State Governor Elliot Spitzer was politically assassinated, I began getting... Um, images and information from the other side. None of this intuition comes from us. All psychics, we get assistance from the other side through guides, uh, as mediums, mm-hmm. uh, from people who are trying to speak to people on this side, on the physical plane. So the information I was getting, you know, wasn't coming from me, and I want to establish that right away. I, this is I'm not creating this or conjuring this. This is coming from a source, and I'm still learning about that source, what spirit really is, because there's there's many levels to it, and there are other people who are more advanced in their understanding of this mm-hmm. than I am, but I was getting definite hard images and information about, um, about that terrible event that hit our state in 2008, and you may or may not be aware, but New York State has been through a lot in the last couple of years, we had a mass um, uh, mass uh, suicide and killing in Binghamton, mm-hmm. and we had a political coup that almost came to blows uh, within a year after Elliot Spitzer was assassinated. And all these events were following. It was very strange. Well, you're saying Elliot Spitzer was assassinated. You mean politically, because he's very much well, alive, I, isn't he? Um, he's, yes, he's, he's still alive. <laughs> I don't want to upset anybody. Uh, he was politically assassinated. All right, you, you, you and I have to take a commercial break. We'll be back in two minutes. Exxon Nation, Amelia Armstrong is our special guest. She's the author of Spirit Twins and Other Cosmic Mysteries Revealed. We'll be back on the other side of this commercial break as the Exxon continues from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. I sit and watch the children
Amelia Armstrong is our special guest, Exonation. She is the author of Spirit Twins and Other Cosmic Mysteries Revealed. And um, we're, we're talking to her uh, this hour about reincarnation. And um, she, she is also a, a gifted psychic. Now, I, I just would like to get some clarification on something, if I may. You were saying that, uh, that uh, Elliot Spitzer was the target of a political assassination? Oh, yes. And he was, if you recall, the whole, the whole event unfolded from March 10th to March 15th. Yeah, it was on March the 10th that the New York Times reported that uh, Elliot Spitzer was a client of a prostitution ring under investigation right. by the federal government. Right. Two days later, he right. announced his resignation as governor. Well, on, on, right, 10th, on the 12th, he announced his resignation, but mm-hmm. the transfer of power occurred over the next several days. Yes. And by the following Monday, by the March 17th, um, Governor Patterson, David Patterson, had taken the helm. You can be sure that there was a lot of chaos sure. in the governor's office that whole week and over that weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, that was March 15th. Saturday, the following Saturday, was the Ides of March. And after being given the information I was given, I realized, and this I wrote, I gave him a reading. I wrote to him about in May. And it, and was beginning to ex- reveal what I was being told, and he was uh, assassinated not physically this time, but politically assassinated over the Ides of March, just like before. The woman he he's married to, Cyrilda, mm-hmm. that's a short version of her name, Cyrilda. Her father called named her Cyrilda, means warrior goddess. And she got the name Silda. In Rome, it was Sir William. So there's a parallel there. Cyrilda, Sir William, Elliot Spitzer, Ulius Kaiser, um, same guy. And he looks uh, very much the way he looked before and behaves very much the way he behaved before. How, how, how do we know he looks the way he looked before when there's no because, photographs? Because of, there's, there's, there's a lot of uh, evidence out there now. Such, such um, as? Um, there's a, a wonderful book that you can referred to that's contemporary, uh, published in 2006 mm-hmm. by um, a remarkable writer, a re- really brilliant, named Adrian Goldsworthy. He's uh, an Oxford scholar from Oxford University. He, he is the, the writer of, the, of note. He, is, he, he, he writes the definitive books about Roman military history. Oh, okay. What we're going to do is we're, we're going to stop here for a second because I'm getting confused. Okay. We're well, t- anyway, just his, a moment, please. Just, whoa, 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 whoa! Slow down. Yeah. We're talking. Is, we're we're yeah. talking about Elliot Spitzer. All right. Now. But I he, back up everything. Uh, all right. Hold on. Just just don't, just evidence. just just a moment, the... please. Hold on. Hold on. You said it was a political assassination, and this is a quote: "I cannot allow my private failings to disrupt the people's work." Over the course of my public life, I have insisted, I believe correctly, that people take responsibility for their conduct. I can and will not ask any less for myself. For this reason, I am resigning from the office of governor. Right. So how can that be a political assassination when the, he shot the, himself? The woman the... he was caught with, yeah? 22-year-old Ashley Dupre Alexandra. Yeah, she was a hooker. She a high-priced hooker. She was Cleopatra of Alexandria. She named herself... And um, I'm not sure, her name was Ashley, and she eliminated her last name. And for the sake of her business, and, and she's, she's, I don't want to say too much about her, because I'm very sympathetic to her. 
How can he be but sympathetic? She's a hooker. She was, she was Cleopatra of Alexandria, uh-huh. and she came back as the the Egyptian dynasty, the Egyptian civilization and dynasty was coming down. It officially ended with her death in 30 BC, and she was desperately looking for for new blood to revive mm-hmm. the dynasty. She knew uh, she's brilliant. She's a very smart girl. I wouldn't trust <laughs> this girl that you're looking at. Ran a country, ran a military at age 17 whoa, 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 whoa. to the age which she met Kaiser, and she was looking for new blood and Roman generals kept falling into her lap. First it was Pompey's son. She had an affair with him. This is all written in, in, the, in literature. And he, he knew what she was up to. He left. Pompey headed her way and was, mm-hmm. was assassinated, physically assassinated. The uh, all right. Now, hold on. It. Hold on here. Hold, then, hold on, please. And you, you know what? You've, she, got, you've got everybody confused because we're talking about Spitzer. We're talking about a $1,000 an hour hooker whose real name right. is Ashley Ray Meca de Pietro, who was, and she was actually born Ashley Humans. Correct. And, and okay, no, okay, no, Ptolemy. That was the name of the Egyptian dynasty that she was born into. Amelia, 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 hello, 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 hello. Now, let's get a few things straight, all right? You haven't laid the groundwork on how you're getting all, making all these connections. I'm confused. I'm sure my listeners are confused. How do you, how do you make a connection between a call girl who earns $1,000 an hour, and how do, you, how do you say with such certainty, such conviction, that she was Cleopatra in a previous life? If you go into the books and look at images of her and read descriptions about her, um, you will see that the description fits. Back in Rome, she created a real uproar in Rome when she arrived on Rome's doorstep with two Roman babies and a, uh, three, two mm-hmm. sons and a daughter. Augustus Kaiser, Rome fell into chaos for 15 years after Ky- Julius Caesar's assassination. And Augustus Kaiser struggled for a protracted campaign battle to take control of Rome again. And in the course of that, he said she was a ruinous monster. This is a quote. In, in Adrian Goldsworthy's book. All right, okay. Book. I, underst- I understand. And, I, and understand. Lifetime, I understand. I understand. I understand. I don't want to be a monster. Oh. She remembers that. Hey. She had Latin and Arabic tattoos on her. She put a diadem on her hair on the beach. Did you see her on her boat in the Mediterranean? She was a dancer and singer back in, in Egypt. She was a dancer and singer in this time. Uh-huh. She came back. We agreed to come back. We plan our lives before we come over. If you and believe she, this, if you believe it. Yeah. But well, there's no proof to substantiate you know, What you're doing is you're looking at photographs, you're taking little snippets out of history, and you're saying, you know what, that fits. So this has got to be her. Give me evidence. And, this, and I'm using my psychic skills as well, and the information that I'm being given. These are very serious times, Rob. I can't stress, I just sent an email off to Spitzer's, Spitzer's attorney uh-huh. because I have some more information for him. And, and you're telling, and you're telling me are, that an attorney is, is very, actually... These very, very serious times. Andrew Cuomo, who's oh, our brother. attorney general of New York State, is going to be the last, he's going to be elected president, but he's going to be the last Democratic president-elect of the United States. He's going to be the last. When he's elected, watch the bouncing ball because when Andy goes out the door, so do we. And Nostradamus writes about him. Oh, here we go. He's Nostradamus in, no, he, now. He, Yes, he writes about him. And I don't want to say what he says because mm-hmm. it, it is, it is, 
disturbing. And Bill Clinton is already talking about his death, and he died at age 65 back in, in Rome. And I'm, I'm going to surmise that he, he very likely our lives parallel out. They parallel out like the tones of a bell. When you hit a, the bell, mm-hmm. that, that tongue goes wong, wong, wong. Well, when we hit a plane running for the first time, when we land on a particular planet, and we all did, we strike a pose that we tend mm-hmm. to keep through all of our lifetimes. And it's that way that by, by finding out who we were in the past helps us in our present. And I committed suicide back in Rome. As Julius Kaiser's mother, I committed suicide at age 65. And I went back into Adrian's book to find out why. And it doesn't say anything. When they say somebody just disappears and they don't know how they died, what they're saying is they committed suicide most of the time. And I committed suicide because I lost my granddaughter and her baby in death. And I, w- and I w- would like somebody to put me under hypnotherapy. So this is something I can't do. I don't do past life regression. I do reincarnation mm-hmm. differently. And I'd like to find out what happened around that event. And I haven't done that. But I committed suicide back then. This time I committed financial suicide. And I did about a year ago. And it's very helpful um, to be able to know. That's why knowing who we were in a past life is helpful. And because I know who, who Elliot Spitzer was, I wrote him a letter telling him he just bought a building in D.C. containing Richard Nixon's historic library. He burnt the library back in Alexandria when he went down to Egypt. And I wrote him and I said, beware. I said, do not breach your duty of care to this library because there was likely, based on what happened before, Mm. there was likely to be an incident in that library. So I wrote to him and I said, it's going to be a security issue. Check the security on this library. Do not breach your duty of care like you did before. And knowing it's very helpful. And I would like, I think we need an archives. People need to, we should have an archives. When, when people find out who they were in past lives, we can begin to connect the dots and have an archive so that people can go in mm-hmm. to this archives or library and research their groups and, and these people. Ken Hudnall who I did an interview with in El Paso, we figured out on the air who he was. He mentioned in the interview that he was, he was Tom, that Thomas Jefferson, that, uh, Bill, that Bill Clinton, that Thomas Jefferson was a relative of his. Not I sure. said, well, we, I know that Bill Clinton was uh-huh. Thomas Jefferson. I said, let's go back to, uh, so this was in Virginia. I said, well, I said, he said Bill Clinton was a relative. I said, well, Bill Clinton was Thomas Jefferson. Go back, to, go back to Virginia and look around and see who was around Thomas Jefferson, what family members were there. He said, that's funny, he said, because my grandfather was... I'm sorry, Exonation. I can't take any more of her. Some kind of psychic. She should have seen this coming. She has no facts. All she's doing is taking, well, this person looks like this person. This happened in history. Wow. What a connection. Another one bites the dust here on the Exxon. Just can't take it anymore. Too much. You know, get the shovel. Ah! Uh-huh. Ah, uh, yeah, you got to wonder when people don't use their real names what they're hiding behind. No, I know what this one is. A, a pile of manure. Deep, thick, and heavy. I'll be back on the other side of the commercial break. Hey, we're, what we're going to do is we're going to play X-1. Everybody likes that. Oh, uh, well. You win a few, you lose a few, and that one lost it all. Committed suicide last time. My God, I was thinking about it while she was talking to me. I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break. Don't go away. I don't want to buy the dust.
countdown for blast off. X minus five, four, three, two, X minus one, fire. From the far horizons of the unknown come transcribed tales of new dimensions in time and space. These are stories of the future, adventures in which you'll live in a million could-be years on a thousand maybe worlds. The National Broadcasting Company, in cooperation with Street and Smith, publishers of Astounding Science Fiction, presents... X minus one... Tonight's story, The Castaways, by Ernest Kinoy. In the South Pacific, night comes on rapidly. The sun dips below the flat horizon, the sea is crimson for a moment, and then night falls. But on Tahani Atoll, giant arc lights turn night into day. Across the waters of the lagoon, within the barrier reef, launches and tugs skitter back and forth, while on the curving half-moon of the island, army trucks and jeeps scuttle down the rough roads bulldozed by the Seabees just six weeks ago. A low Quonset hut stands near the beach, surrounded by tangled wire. This is the preliminary command post, and inside is General Frank Gadosh, field director of the test. Operation Destruction. Everything's on schedule, General. Radiological surveys complete. Instruments placement checked. Well, get me Navy and tell them each hour is as ordered. Send a periodic time check to Air Force on any week talk. An observation control on the Missouri. Yes, sir. I want a complete roster check on all personnel before each hour. Yes, sir. Oh, uh, Nate Cohen wants to see you. Well, who the devil's he? AP man. He's been selected by the press radio pool to interview I haven't got any time. Tell him to speak to Major Dwight Breedenberg. He's the PRO. I think perhaps you'd better see him, sir. The, uh, the directive on public relations from Washington was very clear. Well, how in blazes am I supposed to run a bomb test and play mother hand to a bunch of reporters? Washington said... That... All right, all right. Bring him in. Borelli? Yes, sir. Get me some black coffee, will you? Yes, sir. Uh, this is Mr. Cohen, General Gator. How do you do, General? Lousy, as a matter of fact. Is that an official statement? No. You can run some of that. The world is at the crossroads, baloney. I wrote that yesterday. General, what effect do you think the new bomb will have on the world situation? I can't tell you that, even if I knew. My job is to set the blasted thing off and see that nobody gets hurt and collect the data. Can I speak to you a moment, sir? Later, Alan. Go ahead, Cohen. Can you release anything on the scientific principles involved? I don't even understand them myself. There... Wait a minute. Dr. Muller? Yes? Come over here a minute, will you? Cohen, this is Dr. Fred Muller, civilian scientific director. He's the only one who knows what's inside that warhead. How do you do, Mr. Cohen? How about a statement, Doctor? Oh, I'm afraid all I'm allowed to say is that the bomb is new, it's extremely powerful, and off the record, it's very tricky and dangerous. What'll happen if it goes off prematurely? I don't think we have to worry about that. In fact, we wouldn't even know about it. If you'll excuse me now, now. How about the natives? Well, what about them? Aren't they going to be evacuated from the island? They already have been. General Gator. Oh, I, I saw the Tahani chief outside when I came in. The whole tribe squatting down at the motor pool, having a conference. What? Alan! I've been trying to tell you, sir. The, uh, the Tahani are still on the island. Well, why? 
The LCTs are ready, aren't they? they? Yes, sir, but uh, they won't go. They refuse. The schedule called for their evacuation to Mailani three hours ago. I realize that, sir, but I hoped we could still get them off without vile. Look, Alan, they're either on the island or off. Now, wait a minute. Cohen, that's all. What are you going to do about the natives, General? Never mind. I'll issue a statement later. You're going to force them? Go on. Get out. I haven't got time. All right, General. Thanks. Thanks a lot. All right, Alan. Let's have it. Well, sir, that honey been kicking up all along. They won't leave. They won't. Do they know what's going to happen to the island? Do they know that we're going to blow it higher than the kites? I told the chief. He, he just said they won't go. They'll go, all right, if I have to... Yeah, hey, get him in here. The chief? Yeah, and that, that lieutenant who interprets. Yes, sir. How do you like that, Dr. Muller? I haven't got enough trouble. You know, I feel rather sorry for the Tahani. Can't make much sense to them. We arrive and tell them they've got to get out. Look, I appreciate your finer feelings, Muller, but I can't let the Kanakas hold up the bomb test. They're not Kanakas, General. Captain Cook discovered the island in 1788. Well, what's the difference? Lieutenant Gilbert reporting, sir. Hey, look, I haven't got time for ceremony, Gilbert. Tell the chief he and his tribe have got to get off the island. We're providing homes for them on Mailani. Translate, Gilbert. The chief says you do not understand. Mailani is a bad island. My people have lived on Tahani from the time that our ancestors were cast away on the island. The spirits of our ancestors are buried in the earth. Our fathers are buried here. Our fathers' fathers. If he thinks I'm going to move his graveyard, he's crazy. In our ancestors' time, the Tahani came in a great bird canoe. We were cast away on this island. We have made it our home. What right have you now to carry us over the sea to a strange land where we would die weeping for our homes? We will not go. By the waters of Babylon, there we sat down and we wept when we remembered Zion. Well, thank you, Dr. Muller. You're a great help. Say, Gilbert. Yes, sir. Tell him I have no choice. He's got till midnight to get his tribe on board those LCTs peacefully, or I'll have the Marine Detachment carry him aboard. Yes, sir. Isn't that rather harsh, General? After all, justice is on their side. We're preparing to blow up their island, and we haven't asked them about it. Dr. Muller, will you kindly confine yourself to the scientific aspects of this operation? I'll take care of administrative matters. If you could explain to them what's at stake here. Any further explaining I've got to do, I'll do with the Marine detachments. I'm not going to hold up my schedule. Well, Gilbert? I, I told him, sir. All right, get him out of here. I've had enough. No, 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 Koala. What the devil's that? Some kind of a curse, sir. I can catch some of it. The island will remember the tears of its children and punish the invaders. The great destroyers will not destroy. And the evil man who is the chief will travel far through the blackness of night. Even as the children of the island end, so will he. All right, Gilbert, take him away. You in here, sir. Colonel Allen. Get a detail from the Marine Detachment with tear gas and small arms down to the motor pool. And in one hour, have those natives on that transport, and I don't care how they do it. Is that my coffee, Varelli? Yes, sir. They must know about the bomb. The great destroyer will not destroy. You worried about that curse? I should think you might be. He threatened you personally. If I were you, I'd carry a pistol till they got off the island. The chief looked as if he'd cheerfully strangle you with his bare hands. I'm supposed to end the way they do. Huh? What's that? Probably the Tahani saying goodbye to their island. I think I'll go down to the motor pool. Well, stay out of the way. And get back here in an hour. You've got to have this wrapped up and headquarters moved out to the Missouri by dawn. <laughs> 
Instrument room checking in, sir. That's the last. Have the Missouri take over control and send for my jeep. Yes, sir. Are the LCTs standing by for those natives? Yes, sir. They're on the beach. The bomb unit is assembled in place, General. 2330, right on the nose. Robin, start evacuation procedure. Mr. Honey, you've stopped. Alan's probably moving him out to the beach. Check in with Navy and Air Force, Borelli. Yes, sir. What's that? Coming from the beach. Mr. Honey making trouble. Come on. General. Hey, you. Gilbert, what is it? Colonel Allen ordered the Marines. Well, what happened? The natives just got up and started marching. Did they embark? You don't understand, sir. They marched up the cliff and right off into the lagoon. What? All of them. The women and the kids, too. They didn't even try to swim. What were you doing all this time, just standing around with your thumb in your mouth? Where was the Marine detachment? We couldn't stop them, sir. They just walked over the cliff. They didn't even scream, not even the kids. We sent the crash boats out, but we couldn't get them, any of them. The crazy idiots. Were there any reporters there? Well, Cohen and a life photographer. Well, get his film and hold it till I release it. What are you going to do, General? Postpone H hour? It's too late for that now. And calling H hour off isn't going to bring the natives back. But 100 men, women, and children just walking into the water. It's, it's horrible. I know. I'm not happy about it either. There's nothing we can do now. I gave him a chance to get off. I was just thinking about the curse the chief put on you. Even as the children of the island end, so will he... That's what he said to you, General. I know, I heard him. Your jeep's waiting, General. The great destroyer will not destroy. That must mean the bomb. Don't worry, Dr. Muller. It'll take more than a mumbo-jumbo curse from a native witch doctor to stop this operation. At each hour, that bomb goes off. Hour minus one minute thirty seconds. H minus one thirty. Video screens hooked in, sir. All right, check control stations. Observation station one. Observation station one, check. Radiation station. Radiation control, check. Test the firing circuit, Dr. Muller. Right, General. Damage control station. Damage control, check. All set. Communications. Communications, check. All checked in, sir. It is H minus one minute. H minus one. Take a good look at that island on that screen, Dr. Muller. When you throw that key, it just won't be there anymore. Nothing but an atom mushroom over the lagoon. Quite a funeral pyre for the Tahani. Stubborn idiots. They can't get in the way of progress. Progress? I wonder if it is, General. It is H minus 30 seconds. H hour minus 29, 28, 27... The Great Destroyer. That's what he called the bomb. Hold it, Muller. Allen, report. All checked in, sir. Camera's running. Sound fire warning. Stand by for firing. Ready, Muller? Ready. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Fire! General, it didn't go off. The bomb didn't go off. Borelli, signal standby, condition red. Yes, sir. Alan, check readings. Muller, what's wrong? What happened? I don't know. The bomb didn't go off. Well, what do you mean? Why didn't it? I don't know, except for one thing. The Tahani chief said the great destroyer would not destroy. It didn't, General. The bomb didn't go off. General, what happened? Have you got a statement? Nothing you can use, Cohen. Not till we find out what went wrong. 
Hey, who let you come aboard this ship? I walked on. You don't know why the bomb failed? It didn't fail. It just didn't go off. What's that tank thing on the deck, General? Undersea salvage unit, Mark IV. They call it a bottom crawler. Somebody gone down? Well, that bomb is down there in the lagoon somewhere. Could go off at any second. Somebody's got to go down and find it and disarm it. That's a lovely job. Who's elected? I am. Wow. And Dr. Muller. He's the only one who knows how to dismantle it. All is ready, General. All right. Come on, Muller. I'm ready. Alan, as soon as we hit shallow water, get those gates open. We'll pull the crawler out. And then you get away in a hurry. If that bomb goes while we're working on it, I don't want any casualties. Yes, sir. Inside, Muller. All right. I'm in. Now, remember, get this LST out of the lagoon in a hurry. You got that, Alan? You take your orders from Admiral Yancey. Yes, sir. Good luck. Closing the hatch. The radar and Geiger counter warmed up, Muller. I was just thinking of something, General. That curse, part of it came true. The bomb didn't go off. Well? The second part of that curse was that you would end where they ended. That was at the bottom of the lagoon. What are you trying to do, Muller? Nothing. I was just thinking this crawler is going to take us right down there where the Tahani died. I'm not worried about a handful of dead natives, Muller. I'm worried about that bomb. Okay, they're opening the gate. Let's go. USU-4 to control. Depth 50 feet, bottom sandy, dropping off sharp. Anything on sonar, Muller? School of fish. <laughs> you ever been down in a crawler before? Only in the tank at New London. I think I've got a Geiger reading dead ahead. Hang on. Getting something on sonar now. Left to point. USU-4 to control. Over. USU-4 to control. Over. It's a fine note. The radio's out. Dead ahead. Looks too large to be the bomb. Can't see much on the forward vision plate. Hey, wait a minute. That's part of the reef ahead. That's where the Geiger reading indicated. The bomb must have settled in a hole in the reef. We'll have to go after it in diving suits. The suits are in the locker. Let's get this over with. The less time I spend down here waiting for that bomb to blow, the better I like it. your helmet clamped tight? You getting me all right on your headset? Okay. I'm going to fill the lock. Here goes the outer door. Let's go. This isn't like that diving tank in New London. Look out for that coral. It can cut you to ribbons. There's a hole of some sort there. Wait till I get the light up. See if you can get a Geiger reading out of that hole. Just a... Down there, all right. Careful. I'll drop down first. See anything down there? Muller, get down here fast. What is it? Find something? The bottom of this hole. It's it's metal and the sides. But, but it's the coral reef. Look, welded joints. These are hull plates of some kind. And Look out, above us. It's closing. Grab it. Too late. A metal hatch. It just slid over the top. This is impossible. What's going on? 
We're going to be taking a little break here. We'll be back on the other side of this commercial break as we conclude this edition of The X-Zone. And um, this episode of X-1, The Castaways. Um, by the way, gang, I'm still trying to figure out what Amelia Armstrong was all about. You know what? There are some people you can figure out. There are some you can't. But when people start telling me that they are reincarnated versions of this person, that person, then they're the greatest people in history based on photographs, not past life regression, but on photographs and history books, this is when I think another one bites the dust, which she did. I'll be back on the other side of this break. Don't go away. Not sure. There's an inner door opening. Careful. It's a passageway. What do we do now? There isn't much we can do. We can take off our helmets, though. The dial shows good air. All right. Come on. What is this? An undersea fort? What's it doing here? What does it mean? Whatever it is, our bomb must be down here. Wait. There's someone there. I can't see. There's a shadow. Who is it? Who's there? Welcome, Dr. Muller. Welcome to our ship. We've been waiting for you. General, it can't be. Do you see it? It's the Tahani chief. How long has the bottom crawler been down, Borelli? Four hours, sir. Two since we lost contact. Now, keep trying. Yes, sir. I've given him enough time. I'm going to send another crawler down. What do you figure happened to him, Colonel? Well, there are a lot of things. Hey, how did you get in here? I walked in. When are you going to release us, Colonel? It's the biggest story since the election. Bomber dead and Dr. Muller and General Gaydash dead. They're not dead. At least we don't know they are. As long as that bomb doesn't go off, there's still a chance that... Gilbert, radiation control into action. Get the hot squad into Tahani Lagoon as soon as it's cleared. And get me a PT boat with radiation screen. What is it, Colonel? What happened? The bomb must have blown. How about Muller and the general? If they were down there in that lagoon, you guess. Now get out of my way. I'm busy. Radiation reading, 75 and steady. Take her in as close to the beach as you can. Steady as she goes. Is there any danger of any more explosions? No. When she goes, she goes. Radiation 82. That's still safe. Cohen, is that something on the beach? Yeah. Looks like a body. Maybe you blew one of the Tahani back out of the lagoon. No, no. It's moving. Gilbert, glasses. Yes, sir. It's a man, all right. Head into the beach. Who is it, Colonel? Can't tell. He's in a diving suit. It's either Muller or General Gaydosh. Get his helmet off. Easy now. Twist to the right. There. It, it's Muller. Uh, Gilbert, 
Help me get him out of this diving suit. We've got to get him to the medics. Superficial bruises, mild shock. He'll be all right, Colonel. Can he talk? For a while. Uh, Bomb go off. It didn't. He's still out of his head. Quiet, Cohen. Go on, Dr. Muller. What did you find? A ship. A giant metal ship there under the lagoon. A submarine? No, no. It was a spaceship. Spaceship? Camouflaged right next to the reef. When, when we went inside, we found the Tahani chief and all the tribe. Alive. What? They drowned in the lagoon. I saw them. No, they didn't commit suicide as we thought. They just dived underwater into the rocket airlock. Rocket airlock. And that brings us to an end of tonight's uh, show, as well as the episode of The Castaways on Dex Minus One. Well, that's it from everyone here in the X-Zone. I'd like to take this opportunity of thanking all our affiliates around the world for carrying the X-Zone radio show. And uh, to you, the members of the Exo Nation, thank you for allowing us to be part of your day or night, no matter where you are on this great big planet of ours. Remember, if you have a child at home, give them a hug, give them a kiss, let them know they are loved, because the children of today are the leaders of tomorrow. So until tomorrow night at 10 o'clock, when once again we cross the time-space continuum to this place that I call the Exo, always remember, Exo Nation, to keep your eyes to the sky and your heart to the light. Good night, everyone. You can't stay here. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right. One month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details.